episode because it's Patreon, but this is also on the main feed. So if you do the Patreon, you get this twice. It's get tested, mother approved. But obviously, I just did both parts of the intro. I'm getting very hard to stare right now. I'm not looking at you. I have a guest. Who are you, guest? Who are you? How did you get here? Who is this? <laughs> give me my mom back, please. <laughs> please give me my mom back. <laughs> She's laughing. Oh no. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Who are you, guest? Uh, I'm Whitney. <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> are you unsure? You seem unsure. No, I no. I mean, because I can see you. These people can't see you. It's like what I say with mom all the time, where I'm like, remember, audio medium. Like, people do not know that you're in the room <laughs> with me. Until you say something, it sounds like I'm a crazy person. Mm. Well, sometimes I am. Um... So this is the first of hopefully many Patreon bonus episodes we're going to do where whether it's me and mom doing something that's not uh, episode related or it's me and someone else doing a kind of mini bonus episode or it's mom and someone else or it's just me or just mom. Uh, Those are weird teases at things to come. There might be some that is just a single person. Uh, And yeah, don't worry. I just got another weird look. Uh, Each Patreon, just really quick, each Patreon bonus episode could be the length of a normal episode or it could be five minutes. It's just trust me. Uh, it like I know that that sounds really weird, but you'll know when they're titled. It's like oh, that's why it's like this because it's Ruben doing this or mom doing this or whatever. So yeah. Hey, what did we we watch something that you've been trying to we okay? How long have we been dating? We have been dating for what month is it? I don't know October. Nope. Oh yeah, it's still October. Wink. <laughs> Wink. <It's> still October. <laughs> um, I don't know. About a year and a half. About a year and a half. And when we started dating, I had already had the show, and you told me you were like, "Oh, you do a movie show. You need to watch The Mist." Mm-hmm. And I had never. I I knew that The Mist existed, but I never watched it because to me, on that level of Stephen King. Like, and we've talked about Stephen King I, on the show. I love Stephen King. Stephen King rules, like, the shirt. Um, I love that. There's a shirt that says Stephen King rules. It's a long thing. Um, See, this, the, the, the secret is, is that I tell everyone that I hate to watch The Mist. You, yeah, you told me that you hated to watch The Mist, which made me, like, why? Like, like, like it's one of those things where I was like, okay, why? Because you're like, it's terrible. But I haven't heard that it's terrible because Stephen King does cannot write an ending. He knows that. <laughs> Like he is, he makes that joke about himself in it too. He cannot write an ending. Like he's terrible at endings. And the mist. He just didn't write an ending. He didn't write an ending. The book, the book just doesn't have an ending. It just keep. It, it's kind of like I Am Legend. Remember I Am Legend, where they just kind of keep going, and you're like, oh, all right, there's really no resolution here. I th- okay, this is weird spoiler for I Am Legend, which came out in like 2008. I think it's okay. 2006. <laughs> Which ending is the real ending? Because is he dead at the end of that movie? I honestly don't remember because I've the seen end of that both movie. endings. They, I, I know that there's two. two. I know that there's two. I've seen both, but I don't remember either of them. But I was just thinking about I Am Legend yesterday. Was it on Netflix or probably? There's one of those. there's there's one there. You know that I Am Legend itself is a remake. Uh, I believe I it's did a Vincent, at one time know old, that. It's an old Vincent Price movie in black and white. At, like a Best Buy, they had like these 50 classic horror movies, and it was like $10, and I was like, dope. And I just put the DVD on, and it would just start playing them all. And one of them, I'm just sitting there watching it, and Vincent Price is like, 
I'm Lieutenant Neville, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Lieutenant Neville, why do I know that name? Like, da-da-da. And then, like, then it's totally the final scene of I Am Legend. And I was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, this is I Am Legend. And I, like, looked it up. And it's, they're both adapted from the same story. Uh, but it was super weird that I had no idea that Vincent Price was in a movie that eventually got, quote, unquote, remade by Will Smith. Because you know who Vincent Price is? No. He's like, uh, he's like an old horror guy. Like he, he he's very iconic, and if you heard his voice, I cannot do a Vincent Price impression. But he's like, you know the song. I'm sure I'm. I'm, I'm you sure know the I'm song Thriller. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know the voice is like the yeah. midnight hour. Yes. It's, it's that guy. That's Vincent Price. Because it's Halloween, right? <laughs> yeah, because so, it's we. yeah, it's still Halloween. Okay, <laughs> and this is again, this is such a random like like. This is kind of like the last episode, the last bonus episode we did where it's just this just conversation. There's some plot to these Patreon bonus episodes, but it's mostly just going to be talking unless there is a specific thing. Like, I really want to start doing one where I just bring people on and tell them to explain to me what the best movie ever made is. Because uh, everyone will have a different opinion, right? You just want to argue with people for no, 30 minutes? I, no, I don't want to argue. I just want to hear their, like, like, I think it's Jaws. But I'm not going to say... No, you're wrong. It's Jaws. I'm just going to hear someone else tell me why it's Back to the Future 2. I think it's the movie Planes. <laughs> okay, you're really going to do this? <laughs> you're No, you're really going to you're really going to throw it back to I believe a single digit episode. <laughs> if if you've never listened to the episode, oh my gosh. Let's talk about Spooky that's got Haunted Mansion in it. If you've never listened to the Haunted Mansion episode, uh I think I literally think it's titled something like Ruben Ruben's brain hurts or something. It's not titled Haunted Plains or Plains Mansion or something. It's titled like Ruben's brain hurts. I want to say it's episode nine. Like it's it's a long time ago, and I get very upset at the Plains universe. <laughs> like very upset. And that was your that was kind of like one you listened to before we started dating, and you were like, which is concerning because you heard that and we're like, no, I could I could do this. I could. I don't do know it. if I listened to it before we started dating, but on one of our first dates, I made you explain to me why you were in fact so mad. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> which which was interesting. Planes is stupid. Our relationship is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I don't understand why you. And now, like every why time, why is this man yelling at me? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that makes me sound great. <laughs> On our first date, I questioned, why is this man yelling at me? Um, <laughs> that's healthy. Um, but no, I we were in we were in Florida. Anytime we saw anything planes related, which wasn't a lot, but were cars. There was like cars, and you were like, "Look, like planes," and I would just like be like seething and like convulsing because <laughs> I hate it so much. I do not like the Cars universe. I do not like the Cars movies, and I do not like planes. Planes is the worst Disney film ever made. Hey, I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. I feel like that's the one thing I haven't seen. And you'd think that it would be on Disney Plus. Wait, cars or planes? Planes. It's Disney. It's Disney proper. They're probably trying to forget about it too. <laughs> Look, they're putting the Haunted Mansion movie on there and they're not going to put planes on there. But they have so many yeah. cars. Yeah. yeah, they're putting Fuzz Bucket on there. I can't wait to be able to watch Fuzz Bucket whenever I want. Okay, we're getting way off track, but before anything, <laughs> I remember I have one correction for you on your oh, Disney good. trip episode. Oh, yeah. What did I do wrong? You didn't tell anyone about the Finding Nemo ride. The ride? Yeah. Okay. Okay, not the musical. The ride. Right. You talked Which, about the musical at length. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I set it up. Like, I was going to talk about the ride, and then I never talked about the ride. No. So, the Finding Nemo, the ride. Uh it's cl- the ride is a normal walkthrough again a great queue phenomenal queue like you're going into the ocean very subtle 
Yeah, your like friends you, are geniuses for actually showing us that these rides existed. Yes. Because we, we were just eating them. for five hours instead of <laughs> doing anything productive. We were being miserable. <laughs> yeah. We were waddling around Epcot being yeah. miserable, begging it. To Crying. Beg, yeah, begging for <laughs> it to stop. Screaming for it to be over. <laughs> and it was our choice. It was like anyone was making us. Um, the universe. The universe. But so My whole life. So Stephen and Sam showed us the Finding Nemo ride. And the queue is very cool because it really is like you're going underwater. Like you, you kind of start at like a beach and then you – without like the actual floor going down. Similar similar to Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we didn't even go on. And now I'm kind of upset because I'm like that queue probably was insane too. Probably, but the ride was the same. Yeah. And so I anticipated Finding Nemo to be like the Little same. Mermaid, but the weight was – Practically nothing, so it was worth looking at, I guess. Yeah, and so it's a clamshell, clamshell cars like like the Little Mermaid one instead of the submarine because you don't really go in a big pool in this one. Oh, you mean at Disneyland? At Disneyland, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which it's we'll get to in a sec. It's a track ride. Yeah, it's a track ride. Is there animatronics or is it mostly video? Um, there were some animatronics. Yeah, some. I honestly don't remember because none of that mattered. It none was the mattered. end. It's well, the whole thing is like Nemo goes missing again, uh, and you're like, all right, whatever. And you see some of the characters, and then at the end, and then you go on the EOC, EAC, EOC, uh, no AO. I no idea. You saw the current. You go on the big current, yes. and you're like, Wee! EAC. And it's so fun. And then at the end, everyone's happy, and all the characters are together again. But your clamshell is facing out towards an actual aquarium that you are now in. You are, which I'm glad I didn't know before. A tunnel through an aquarium that is also present in Epcot. A full-on aquarium. That has real fish in it. Real fish and and dolphins and manatees. And the rocks on the bottom of the tank looked like a Mickey. Yeah, I saw that. Um, And you're just inside of the aquarium in a tunnel looking through glass at little, a shark that was swimming by yeah but the little nemo characters are in there too but they're like the way they're projected, somehow between the two pieces yeah, of glass but the way they're projected is so good because they're not opaque at all no a lot of times when something's projected on glass it has that kind of like this yes. is projected on glass and when we were outside the ride looking in you couldn't see it like yeah. you couldn't see them on the the glass because you could be a top, at the top of the aquarium mm-hmm. looking down into... Yeah, and I was like, oh, you probably can see, see the, it on tunnel. the glass. Nope, it just looks like you, you could just see the cars going through. And I'm like, I don't know how they did that. And Ruben almost had a panic attack retroactively, yeah. realizing that we had just gone on a ride through an aquarium. I kind of thought it was like, you know, like the aquarium, like you look at the aquarium. I didn't realize we were actually in the aquarium because when you're in the tunnel, you or when you're in the aquarium... Like looking in the fish, you see that it's an actual tunnel through the aquarium, and I was like, "Oh, cool, great, 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 great!" I'm never doing that again, and I don't want to be here anymore. And I hate. <laughs> Wasn't this. there even like a starfish stuck to one of the mm-hmm. view the holes? And, and what is that? What porthole? I don't. Yeah, it was just, just a, a window. window. Okay, but there was like a starfish stuck to one. Yeah, it was literally a shark. The, Disney planned this so well because yeah. a shark swam right by. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. As convinced, it's all imagineering. Well, and it was insane, and the whole, well, the that, whole kicker that's too. That's an animatronic. That shark just <laughs> swims by that window on loop. Well, I love this. The what have Sam put it? The synergy, because the the characters are singing the song from Finding Nemo the musical. Oh my gosh. Which is not even in the same park. No. It's in the different park. No. And that song is not from the movie. I also love that every single time that we were impressed with the ride in Epcot, Sam was like, oh, "We got an ooh." Yeah. And there was dumb things that we were impressed with. 
Like there was a uh, in the journey into imagination. That's stupid. When the uh, bird disappeared, the butterfly, the, butterfly. the butterfly disappeared, or whatever, or or did it cocoon turn into a butterfly? I don't even no, know. No, the butterfly disappeared, and we were like, <gasps> we were both like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I talked about Journey into Imagination. You though. didn't. It's fine. <laughs> it's so weird. It was. It was. It was good. It was fine. That whole ride just makes you go, "What? <laughs> what is this?" We were amazed by some of it. Yeah. Other parts, I was just like, "I don't." The weird understand. moon guy singing. Yeah. Why does Doctor Nigel Channing become the moon? It doesn't matter. Okay, we are way off topic. Now. That's fine. Um, so I mean, well, you, you know watch what? That's good the though. Worst movie. It's not the worst, but it's it's good that you keep me on topic because it's a history of the shows we've never ever gone off topic <laughs> ever in the history there you cannot no. find one example of it of us ever going off topic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if i even tried to like it assemble, must be my fault yeah it's definitely your fault if i tried to assemble all of the clips of us ever going off topic it would be like 18 hours long <laughs> <laughs> like it would be 18 full episodes of us just being like yeah, Half so, of that would be you ranting about planes. Yeah, the, no, because that's on topic. That's on. Mm, yeah, that's because I'm talking you get about pretty the off topic. Talking about Nazis. <laughs> and, okay, okay. They just implied. <laughs> we're that, not getting back on it. They just implied that history happened in that world, and you can't imply. We're not gonna go back. It's okay. All I'm gonna say is, if Zootopia did it, that's fine. But they, they would be implying that there was a World War II in Zootopia. But because we're it, done, it's fine. <laughs> You you were just talking about the relationship. You were like, you know what? <laughs> we're done. I realize that this is a bad idea because you should have known date one. Yeah, when ranting you... and screaming about planes. <laughs> when you got so upset about a children's movie featuring Dane Cook <laughs> as a character named Dusty Crowbar. Like, well... <laughs> oh, that would be my this dream. Was a good shot. <laughs> My dream would to be would be to get him on their show, and I would just scream about po- Dane Cook, oh. and then I would just scream about planes, and he would just go. So do you? He'd you, be like, "Wait, what movie?" Yeah, can I go home now? Or I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. Bye." <laughs> I just need you to know I hate this. You made me watch The Mist. Yes, we never. I'd never I made seen you watch The Mist. Well, well, I mean, I wanted to because because I love Stephen King. Yeah. I did some research before we started recording, and we, and we talked about this minimally. Um, cause I was like, Stephen, okay. Also, this is again, a little off topic. We'll get to the research first. Stephen King. And we talked about this previously feels like a human being an alive human being who is related to a holiday. What I mean by it's that like, is like, he is an alive human being. <laughs> yes. In fact, <laughs> he feels real thoughts. <laughs> Correct. No, what I mean though, is like Stephen King is very much Halloween. Like, when, when Halloween comes around, you will probably watch a Stephen King movie, whether you realize it or not. You might. I mean, Stephen King's all year. Like, you'll watch him all year, but when it's Halloween, you, like, crave Stephen King. But again, whether you realize it or not. Right. Because, like, you think about, too, like, all of, like, like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal or whatever, right? I think that they've almost accidentally had a Stephen King house, like, every year. They just had The Shining. I don't think they had one this year, but The Shining in like 2018. They had a haunted mansion, a haunted mansion, a haunted house based on The Shining in 2018. I've still never seen The Shining. The Shining is so good. But that's the thing. Stephen King himself is such a good storyteller and he's such a good author, whether it's horror or stuff like Stand By Me, which isn't necessarily horror. Um, He knows how to tell a story. To me, him and Steven Spielberg are, are kind of in that same realm of like they 
build relatable characters, but they also can build characters that you're like, oh, I hate you. And I'm supposed to hate you. Not like Dusty Crophopper in Planes when he shows up and you go, oh, I hate you because you exist and you're bad. You hate these characters because they're villains, because they're evil, because they have reason things about that make you want to hate them. Uh, other famous characters, uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. You hate Walter White at the end of that show because of the way he was built. Same with the Joker in the new Joker movie. You hate that character because he's evil. He's a bad person. You're you're made to hate these characters, and both Spielberg and King know how to do that. I think King. I, will, I want to talk about The Shining, but you haven't seen it because no. But I also think it's fascinating that. There's a lot of when I start listening to Stephen King movies, yeah, a lot of the ones I list you've never seen until this month, yes, with Carrie. Yeah, I can't believe I've never seen that. I can't believe you've never seen Carrie and The Mist <clears throat> because I say that I hate The Mist. However, I've seen that movie ten times easily. When- I would I was obsessed with watching it in high school. It was a thing that we watched with our friends, and we made them all watch it. And then we'd also watch that movie. Um, the fog and it was awful i don't know if he's the fog i think he's just the mist what i don't know if he's the fog no no no, no. he did not make the fog but it's an awful movie <laughs> truly but, awful but so my my thing though is like like yeah he builds these such good stories and these interesting worlds and characters and like yeah there's so many stuff that i haven't seen i didn't realize that i hadn't seen but like also he he's genre genre breaking for sure because all this stuff has an element of horror but there's also like little bits of other genres thrown in there like Terry, uh, Terry, Terry, Carrie, you know, Terry, <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> Hello, I'm Terry. Anything weird or spooky about you? Not really. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> well, uh, Carrie has almost a teen girl comedy element to it, where it's like, obviously a kid takes a hard left, but with a little bit of changes, Carrie could have felt like that total, I talk about this on the show, could have felt like Mean Girls. It almost has the same – like I would almost want to double feature Carrie and Mean Girls because it's they're very similar where like the fog – the fog, the mist <laughs> Sorry, ha- is very family-driven and very like small-town driven. But you can see too like where King gets inspiration from like uh, The Twilight Zone or uh, Alfred Hitchcock, these like masters of storytelling that have this element of horror that really twists your brain and makes you go, oh, crap. Oh, wow. That's – oh, geez. Okay. Like and you're like, oh man, uh, big old spoiler warning for the mist. Because if you haven't seen this, I say watch it. Uh, it ends. <laughs> Boy, does it end. <laughs> it ends in a very upsetting way, but, but that's good. That to me, it has a false ending that you're okay with, and it, then it's not the ending. <laughs> yes, and then it, if the movie ended two minutes before it actually ends, you'd be like. Even with a super, super upsetting occurrence, yeah. and it's still an ending. It one-two punches you the hardest I've ever been one-two punched by a movie. I'm so sorry. But in a good way, because it's good. It, it's, it's good. It, this movie really messes with your head. If this was a bad film, and then it ended poorly, or if it ended like this, I'd be like, what, what, what was the point of that? Like, all that build-up. But it's such a good movie, and there's so much build-up, that when it ends, you go like, you get so frustrated, but you also realize that... It really feels metaphorical. A lot of it feels like, well, you know, it's that whole small town America. There's an old episode of Twilight Zone called The Monsters Are Do at Maple Street. And it's a whole town turning on themselves because they're not sure who the alien is. 
and they're like, yeah, you're, you told me about yeah this. you're an alien. No, you're an alien. And they literally kill each other and they, they wreak havoc and they just, they ruined all of their lives because all the power went off, but blah, blah, blah. And it ends with two of the aliens being on the, on the cliff, just watching. And one of them's like, so should we intervene? And the other one's like, <laughs> no, they'll kill all themselves. Like they will wipe themselves out. And then we just come in. Uh, and, and that's kind of what the, the mist felt like, where it's like, it, it more is focused on like, like there's this awful thing going on, but really it's the people who are awful. The Stephen King is the king, no pun intended, at the people are the true monsters. He is perfect at that. Yeah. Whether it's misery or Carrie. Well, you've never seen Gerald's game. Well, I don't know it's Gerald's but game. But you should yucky. watch it. It's no, yucky. it's not. Why it, do you think it's yucky? Is it the glove one? The glove? Yeah, or her, his hand. Her, her, hand. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's one small scene, but... It's an entire movie that takes place in one room of one house, uh, give or take. King does it a lot, too, where where he does very... His sets don't change that much. Like, obviously, I could be wrong. Uh, and, and there's obviously some movies where, yeah, he does. But also, you watch Stranger Things after you watched a bunch of King movies, and you go, this just feels like it should have been a, a Stephen King thing. Like, this feels like it should have been a Stephen King show, which I almost would love for him to cameo on that show and then just instantly die. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then just, like, instantly die. Um, no, but so back to what I was saying, though, is uh, – and we will get into the plot in a second. And I gave a really weird, like, ooh. Uh, okay. So of authors of all time whose works have been adapted, okay, uh, and, and keep in mind this list is from two years ago. So I had to look up the current number for Stephen King, but and for this person who's in number one, this is all time. It's probably a little bit more now. It's not going to go down. But how many times has their work been adapted? William Shakespeare, specifically into film. How many movies based on William Shakespeare's works do we have? I want you to guess. Five hundred. Five hundred. Seven hundred. At the time of this article. Is it like? 1500 or something 831 okay, so not as bad as i thought <laughs> no but still that's insane but then at the same time but all are they separate movies or yeah remaking the same well but they're just all inspired by lion king yes exactly that uh, uh, there isn't it she's all that one of them there, there's those uh, 10 things i hate about you is one what it's shakespeare but which really <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there's a lot of like 90s Co- teen comedies or Shakespeare I guess adaptations. There's so much stuff that is a Shakespeare adaptation. The 831 movies. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Uh, and two number two is Anton Chekhov. Anton Chekhov. <laughs> Chekhov. With the whole you have talked about Chekhov. 320. That's then a sh- big gap. That's a huge freaking gap. It's also shocking that Chekhov is in second. But I would also be wanting to look up what he's done and then be like, oh duh. Uh, number three, Charles Dickens, 300. Four, Alexander Dumas, 243. Also, Charles Dickens at 300 seems like a lot. Uh, but that's like, what, 250 different tellings of A Christmas Carol? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what else does that guy have? I feel bad. Charles, it's pretty much all we care about. Oliver is... Twist. I know. So but... 50, 50 Oliver Twist movies and <laughs> 250 Christmas Carol. I feel like, man, I guess, I guess that's not a bad legend to have left, no. but... Number five is Edgar Allan Poe with 240. Okay, this this has got to be different. Like, I feel like people have jumped on the list because then there's Robert Louis Stevenson with 225, but then Arthur Conan Doyle with 220. The guy who did Shakespeare has less than the guy who did A Christmas Carol? 
or Edgar Allan Poe? I feel like there's like a new Shakespeare movie every 10 minutes or a new Sherlock Holmes movie every 10 minutes. Did you just say Shakespeare instead of Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. It's got the sh noise. (laughs) Well, no, because it's like, this one stars a rat. (laughs) This one stars Robert Downey Jr. It's like, this one stars a baby. It's like, all right, whatever. Baby Sherlock Holmes probably isn't a thing. But no, like, it probably is. No, there's probably young Sherlock Holmes and like kid Sherlock. But I'm talking like <laughs> two years old solving a murder. <laughs> like this sex worker was murdered in the street. What should we do? Well, what is that sh- random show that we just came across on the Swedish Netflix? Was it like? The, uh, the we w- only use American Netflix. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What is this random episode of a show that we Googled <laughs> where it was like children detectives? Oh, you know what, though? I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called. It was Australian. It was Australian. A random trailer for this like weird, weird children, and we solve all the crimes. Yes. Um. Also, uh, ExpressVPN, if you're listening, please, please, please sponsor my show. <laughs> please sponsor us, ExpressVPN, please. I use you a lot for this show. <laughs> Um, but so no. Um, but I wonder if I mean I think it's a just film, but TV too because House is inspired by Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the Mentalist is Sherlock Holmes. Any detective show where the detective is like, I'm smart and kind of weird and don't have like people skills, and then his sidekick is like, I'm the good one. <laughs> like, like, I'm a doctor or something. It's it's Sherlock. That's Holmes. every show on TV. Um. Okay, so that's of all time. Then they did it just of living. And now we need to clarify this is from two years ago. What website is this from? Is this a credible website you're using? or uh, It's Bookshelf. Which author has the most film adaptations? And okay, they sure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and it's two years old, right? I believe Gerald's Game specifically came out oh, they're, they're, maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. So it might not even be on that list. Yeah. Netflix has been making Stephen King... Oh, and there's that new one this year, 1942 or... That's not Stephen King. Isn't it? No, I thought I that it was. Maybe. I, I could be totally one, there's wrong. There's 1408. That's a that's Stephen King. And then there's... Oh, there's a Hulu show like 1936 or... or it's like a date. and It's the day that JFK got assassinated. And it stars James Franco. It's a time travel show star- about... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's but weird. Yeah, but it's just people, you know, spooky season. Oh, this they is from 2018. Adapt. So it looks like it jumped. Anyway... We're just going to do this. Number one on living actor, or living authors, Stephen King. And I had to recount. I went back and recounted to make sure. What number do you think it is? 200. You think that he has 200 books? Oh, I thought you said movies. Oh, it's movies based on his stuff. Which so, okay. There's not. 60. You're not far off. 51. Okay. And there's not really that many remakes in there either. Like, I think it, but then like they've done like TV versions of The Shining and TV I mean, versions of there's new versions of Carrie. Yeah, not, Carrie. Not TV, it's a new No, new no, no. Carrie. There's actually three Carries. This is not a joke. There is a, the original with the one I watched on the show. Yeah. There's a made for TV Carrie. Well, we don't care about that one. Exactly. And then there's one the starring one. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Which apparently is not good, but the cast is so interesting to it me. It was fine. I watched it, but I'm such a fan of Carrie, the original. The concept, Even before... Yeah. Who do you think is in second? Living authors. With a ton of books? I mean, what's what's the gap between first and second? 40. So this person has 20 movies made. No, no, no. 40. Oh, they have 40. No, no. The gap is if Stephen King's at 51. Oh, he's at 51. I'm sorry. I was still in my head no, like you're he fine. had 60. They're so 11. <laughs> 11. 
see. I want to say J.K. Rowling because she has a lot of books. She's at nine. Well, because because the the Wizarding World ones, the yeah. new, those don't count. There's all these weird little ones, but those don't count because they're not adaptations of a book. They're at, or like a specific book of story. They're written based on that character. It's like why Ian Fleming isn't up there that much, because yeah, there's like 25 James Bond movies and then some, but okay. So who has 11 books made into movies? I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna go, oh duh. Is it like some sort of action? Nope. Oh the my opposite. gosh! Is it um? Yes. What? What is the? Oh God! Yes, all these kissy romantic. But what is the? Oh, I don't know the author's name. Nicholas Sparks. Yes, of course. The Notebook yeah. or yeah, whatever. the Notebook and the one where Mandy Moore has cancer. The, um, the Walk the Line. No, not no. Walk the Line. <laughs> a Walk to Remember. Walk, walk the, the line. line. Yeah, the, jo- um, the, the the Johnny Cash movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no big deal. Nicholas Sparks, John Cash. Stephanie Meyer's up there with six, of course. course. J.K. Rowling, nine. John Grisham, nine. Yeah, Clive Barker, eight. Dean Koontz, eight. Yeah, could you... Stephanie Meyer is on this list. Well, yeah, because she's an author who has nine... I guess, but no one else could beat that. No other author has Well, there's a... I mean, there's a ton. But this is living, okay, so... Yeah, this is currently alive. So, like, it's weird because when... Inevitably, when Stephen King passes away, if he passes away before Nicholas Sparks... Nicholas Sparks will be the author with the most, like, at, the living author with the most adaptations. Well, so is that every book that he's ever written has King? been turned into a movie? King? Yeah. No. Well, so there's plenty more. People can still make movies. Well, the HBO just picked up uh, a show based on the book that I've been reading. They start there. It comes out in January. A lot of, he does, he's done a lot of shows, too. Because eventually Nicholas Sparks will die, and then, you know, they'll compete... Because they both have endless books that could just be turned into completely opposite movies from one another. Yeah. Although Gerald's Game kind of crosses that line. (laughs) (laughs) I just Googled Stephen King books that aren't movies. Uh, 15 Stephen King books that haven't been adapted yet. Okay. This is from April. So Rage. That sounds interesting. The Long Walk. Roadwork. The Eyes of the Dragon. Insomnia? Wait a minute. It's pretty it's a pretty general word. Yeah, okay. It's not what I thought it was. Uh, the regulators. Yeah, he has a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, bu- a bunch of random. Uh, that looks dumb. But so all sorts of weird stuff, um, which makes sense because the dude writes a lot. You know, also, <laughs> I'm going to tell a story that probably isn't great. This guy's brain is kind of scary. Yeah, well, you know the kicker, right, is that he <laughs> he did a lot of drugs in the 80s. Everyone did. S- specifically some, well, yeah, I guess. Specifically some nose candy. Yeah. He did so much cocaine in the 80s, he does not remember writing Cujo. That is what you have told me. And that's another movie I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one either. But could you imagine your brain being so fried that you write an entire book and it's good? And then you just go, oh, I guess I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. Who wrote this book? Oh, oh I did. <laughs> cool. Like. No, but I mean, you think of, obviously he's an author, but I'm sure there's a lot of artists, like painters. But, Same thing. They just all of a sudden have a piece of art in front of them. Or you talk about Silicon Valley, people who design things. You know, they yeah. wake up two days later and but, they have a drawing in front of them for the iPhone. You know, who knows? Yeah. But I think that art is also subjective too, though, right? Because like it's like someone can look at a picture and go, this is pretty. 
or like this is sucks. Yeah, but and the then, 80s was a weird time. <laughs> yeah, but also like with art, it's like I don't get it. It's like you're not supposed to. If I like, print yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect out for anything. But if I like, if I made a book and it's like Ruben, every other word is avocado. Like, this it's <laughs> art. You don't understand. Yeah. I literally it's too abstract for I you. I literally can't understand this book because you wrote the avocado man, avocado goes, avocado do, avocado. The. It's really a metaphor for avocado for California's <laughs> decline. Agriculture. When you're an idiot. <laughs> Here's ten million dollars. We're gonna make the avocado man a movie. Um Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like horrifying. Susan Kane, throw it in the garbage. The avocado man is the new peak cinema. Um keep dreaming. I that would be a nightmare. <laughs> that would be an actual nightmare. If something I wrote as a joke got seen as the greatest film ever made, oh, I would hate that. Uh, it would make me lose faith. I don't in, like, think you need to worry about I it. I probably don't. <laughs> um, you mean... <laughs> I was not even know what I was going to say as a joke. Uh, so we watched The Mist. Finally. Finally. We're back on topic. The Mist ends pretty rough. <laughs> It reminds me of the yeah, Night so of the Living Dead, which you've never anyone seen. Anyone listening to this could listen to us talk about... How how long was this movie? Hour and a half? Two hours? Two, about two hours. So say it's two hours. Anyone listening could listen to us talk about one hour and 55 minutes of this plot and still not really have the movie spoiled Yeah. until they hear about the last five minutes. So yes. if you're at all considering watching this... It's really good. If anything that we say interests you, go watch it. Because I am going to spoil the, the ending. Because the ending is really what you're in it for. And boy, you're going to really hate KTMA once you get there. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I tell you what. This sounds weird. I need to watch it again. Because I've said this before and I'll say it again. A good movie that has a twist is still good if you can watch it again and still the, the twist is is not like the movie is not ruined because you already know the ending usual suspects even if you know the ending still a good film fight club even if you know the ending still good and fight club's all dated now <laughs> but it's still good even if you know if you know the big spoiler the big ending so i think that if i want if i go back and rewatch the mist is it still going to be good and i th- i think so i can tell you from experience the answer is yes what yeah. what year did the mist come out i don't know 2008 2006 probably well, so I was in high school. I can't remember if I saw The Mist in theaters, mm-hmm. but I do know that once I saw it for the first time, it was one of those movies that I kind of just knew people needed to see. Yeah. So if we had a sleepover or, you know, whatever, movie night, whether it was Halloween, whether it was October or not. 2007, I was right. That was a movie that I would bring or suggest. And so all of my friends at some point have watched this movie with me. All of them have been horrified. And I say that I hate this movie because the ending messes with your head so much. But in reality, I absolutely love The Mist. Yeah, it's good. It's probably one of my favorite movies. We were talking last night about favorite movies. That's probably one of my favorites. But I'm glad, too, that that's how you sold it to me. Because if you sold it to me as... It's the, truly awful, but, but it, it's brilliant. What I mean, though, is you never told me the ending is so crazy. The ending. No, I would never. I, I've had but, so many years to practice how I tell people to watch this movie. Because if I would have known that, I would have just Googled the ending. Don't Google the ending. Don't Google the ending. I mean, we're going to tell you the ending. But if you really... Even when you hear it, you should just go experience it. Because it's once the emotions build of the entire movie. Yes. And 
I mean, it's soul crushing. Yeah, it, it's really rough. Uh, it's 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 the first movie that ever truly broke my heart like that. And it's it's and with being a Stephen King movie, you go, oh, what are the connections? What are the connections? I don't know if anybody has ever like. I love whenever we talk about Stephen King because I get to be like the connections, the connections, <laughs> little to none. It may, this may have been one of the first Stephen King's movies I ever watched. Really? Maybe not, but if it came out in 2007, I was, I mean, I was 15. Mm-hmm. So am I watching Cujo as a 13-year-old <laughs> or an 11-year-old? You know, maybe. My dad's kind of weird. But um, I, I was not consciously watching movies, but I was starting to, like everyone else in high school, buying all of the weird box sets, like you said, that yeah. were all Alfred Hitchcock were all like this horror, that horror. Mm-hmm. So then I started watching Carrie and I started watching, I don't know, what are some other ones? I started watching all the Stephen King movies because obviously not The Shining. I have some weird complex where I think that's horrifying. Yeah, it's very good. I genuinely believe the first, oh, 1922 is a, Stephen, from 2017. I think the first Stephen King movie that I saw really was uh, The Shining. I'm going through it. I remember being a child and my dad watching uh, Dreamcatcher. My dad, uh, we—it's funny we don't really talk about my dad on the show, which is fine, whatever. Um, he doesn't do scary movies. He doesn't—you know—he'll do some, but some like actually freak him out. He was watching Dreamcatcher, and that actually freaked him out. Uh, and I didn't realize it was a Stephen King movie. But this is insane to me because the amount of people that have been involved in Stephen King movies is like what. Morgan Freeman, J- uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, all the kids, Stand By Me kids, Tom Hanks, uh, Idris Elba, Samuel L. Jackson, and John Cusack a few times. It's not that surprising. With Johnny, 60, no, Johnny sorry, Depp. 51 movies. Yeah, but like... And they're all... Okay. You know, a, a good chunk of those are popular, well-rated movies. You want... you? Th- is this real? Is this really uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? In what? The Running Man? Is The Running Man really a Stephen King book? Oh my. It was written by him under a pseudonym, Richard Bachman. Um, it's, yeah, it's not his real name. But, because The Running Man is not a horror movie. It's a dumb action movie. Well, you can't call it Stephen King. It is, though, because then, because he, he was like, surprise, I'm Richard Bachman. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't I know. I can't Stephen believe that King. he was the running man. Yeah, Stephen King, I've though, seen the running man. Was the running man my first Stephen King movie? I, okay, but I've never watched The Shining. So I'm good. afraid of it. Because my whole life I've been told this is a truly horrifying movie. It, then and it then, won't. Then, then it won't be. I know, I, and I need to just watch it. I've been wanting to this year, but two hours is a lot. Stephen King is a perfect, is a near perfect author, and Stanley Kubrick was a maniac. Like he would make you redo a take 127 times. Well, it's one of those movies that is so iconic yeah. that I basically had convinced myself that I'd seen it because I've you know seen all the, scenes. You know the red but, I, rum. but I don't. I like I don't know all the little things about yeah. it. But it's, I just you see it everywhere. But the other movie that I refuse to watch mm-hmm. is Pet Cemetery. Yeah. My whole life though, I've been told don't read the book. The book is cursed cursed it's a book i don't know so my a, grandma told me by a ding dong with my glasses. grandma told me the book is cursed and that if you read it your animals die 
And so I, I, don't, I don't know when you're I don't want to ruin when the you're illusion. eight years old and your grandma's telling you a book's gonna make your cat die. You don't <laughs> read the book. I don't know why an eight year old's worried about reading Pet Cemetery, but don't read the book. I think my mom owned it and my grandma like burned it or something. Not actually. It's but your cat's basically. gonna. I love like the concept of like Stephen King being coked out of his mind writing this book. Be like, oh, I guess I'm cursing it or something. <laughs> it's one of those stories, you know, that your grandma tells you, like a yeah. weird ghost story that somebody that she knew yeah. read the book and the lights turned on in her farmhouse and her pet died. I don't know. I like. I do like the idea too that your grandma just didn't know that animals die. Like she just says that. Like she's like, well, this animal died. 25 years <laughs> yeah you'd never die never seen an animal die before just one of those like oh she missed it don't tell her <laughs> we're seeing how long we can get this went, to go it went to the farm yeah <laughs> she's yeah those farms are crazy there's a lot of animals running around so the mist is about um <laughs> the mist is about a small town small town movie poster guy on a an, lake uh, yeah can oh, i yeah. get can i get or is it maine is it it's maine it's uh, maine right it's somewhere up, you know, in the top corner of it is the country. E- it is either in Salem's Lot or it's either in Jerusalem's Lot, Castle Rock, or Derry. Like, it's in that, like, yeah. it's in one of those, I think. Yeah. Um, or near that. But, yeah, he is an, he's an artist. And right out the gate. they Which do, I've never noticed. Yes. They, they make a couple references to it. Right out the gate, there's a really fun Stephen King reference. Uh, he's doing a movie poster for The Gunslinger, which is The Dark Tower. Uh, which ended up being adapted into a fine movie. But uh, he's drawing the gunslinger, and it's Clint Eastwood. Like Maybe it's like, oh, it's not Clint Eastwood. It's Clint Eastwood as the gunslinger, the character that was eventually played by Idris Elba. Uh, but it was so cool because I was like, he's drawing the gunslinger. Like I instantly noticed it. But also, he's like in the background, he's done the poster for The Thing. So just like in this world, he did the poster for The Thing. Uh, which is kind of funny because he does these weird like sci-fi movie posters. Yeah. And then what happens? And he's totally like, "No, this is fine." <laughs> like, yeah, like, like he like, becomes part of a the sci-fi, sci-fi. Mo- which I think is in the book. I, I haven't read the book. Um, for the Miss. Yeah. Yeah, you said it's a novella. Yeah, it's a short. Yeah, I, I, I might buy it on yeah, Amazon. Listen to it. So he has a family, uh, but a big storm happens. Big storm. Mm-hmm. on a lake or Something. is it a bay it's hard yeah. we don't know what what state it's in so yeah. it's it's a body of water and there's a big storm lots of wind if you live in california you might know something about this oh i was like no you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> um anyways we watched it during a windstorm in california yeah, which, which was, was kind of eerie it was kind of fun um and yeah big trees come and break the windows in their it's house which yeah. comes back and it ruins his brand new painting. Yeah, of Clint Eastwood. Maybe that's why he wasn't cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, there's, I mean, I could do a whole bonus episode itself on roles Clint Eastwood didn't get that they wanted him to get. They wanted, him, they wanted him to play Batman. I would have loved that. Okay, different bonus episode. Yeah, I'll get on that later. So Big Storm breaks the windows, crushes their boathouse. I wonder if that's somehow important. Uh-uh, I don't no, because so. it doesn't really come back. But if you think about it, it's like a form of transportation that's yeah, gone. But it's not just it's not just that their boathouse gets crushed. It's the neighbor's tree who he kind of has this weird relationship with. Not anything like a weird relationship. He just like they just don't get along. They don't get along clearly. He's he's from the big city. Yeah, he kind of it's like his vacation house, lake house. Yeah, and then they kind of start to be friends. 
because they're like, hey. Well, you know. well, so his tree falls down and crushes the boathouse. So he goes mm-hmm. over to kind of give him a piece of his mind and yell at him. And what he discovers is that a his, tree also fell and his crushed his car. very fancy, very expensive, was it like a Jaguar? Yeah. And, and completely like, crushed it. I mean, just destroyed it. And so he kind of said, well, look, man, you're in more pain than I am. Worry about worry about me later. You deal with what you got to deal with. Yeah. He's like, hey, I appreciate it. Can we go into town? Yeah, he needed a ride into town so to the grocery the, store. They go to the grocery store. and All the ca- power's out. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, people need stuff. And, and, and A lot of people are going to the grocery store. They it's do, important. Well, they do a really, really good job at introducing you to all the characters in the grocery store by these kind of yeah. like sweeping shots. Oh, and we should say that he... So this artist, he is a, he has a family. Mm-hmm. So his wife stays yes. home. Yeah. And he brings his son to the store. Yeah. He's like, why don't you come with me and Mr. Neighbor Man. Mr. The guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. And we'll go into town and go to the store. Yes. So they go into the store and they, they, we get this really good sweeping shot that kind of like introduces all the characters and it, even just their little quirks. Like the... we. Uh, I don't remember. The it's actor's Toby Jones, and he's a that guy. But he's clearly like the manager, and he's like, but he's friendly to everybody, even the people they don't like. We get we get introduced to the weird religious lady who's creepy and and gross, and she's like saying something. She's about, insane. Yeah, I don't know. She's just being times, weird. End times or something. I don't know if she's already saying it in times. Maybe not yet. I don't know. She's weird. We introduced to the nice little old lady. We get introduced to the nice little old man. We get introduced to the guys who are kind of racist, but don't say that they're racist. Right. Stephen King does that a lot. <laughs> where it's and like, then, are these guys racist? And, it's like, and they always not, are. Well, but they never are like, we don't like you because of your skin color. They're always like, I don't like people like you. And it's like, what you're is like, that? what? Like what? <laughs> like what? And they're like, you know. I like to read. <laughs> yeah, because you read a lot. And they're like, what? <laughs> Why? Let's see. We get introduced to, ooh. The um, kid. There's a, not not his son, but there's like a teenager that there's works. Some at, teenagers. There's some like teenagers. There's like the local like single lady you know there's the mom without her kids there's like a lot of very interesting characters small town characters yes which this is gonna sound so weird i almost would love to see this as a stage production no here's just obsessed with anything being turned into here's what i mean finding nemo the musical (laughs) no here's what i mean though you hit if they had a way to do it where you get introduced to the characters and they're all in the store and then, like, you just hit, like, a fog machine, and it's not... You would on- fill the whole audience with fog, Ruben. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not thinking this through. You'd have the- to put it behind glass or something. <laughs> no, the way, that it, the way that it would hit was, like, it would almost, like, sit right... So you're going like- to recreate how fog works? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, it would, like, sit, like, where, like, like chest level to the, to the audience. How are you going to... How are you going to engineer that? I don't know. Disney does all sorts of stuff. No, they don't make they don't make stage fog stay in a certain spot. Well, I mean, do can, not disperse further than this height. You can do it. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But like, but I, I don't know because but it does this thing that I love, and I love when movies do this, and I love when they do this, this well. Is a bunch of characters in one isolated place. Again, a Stephen King movie. Stephen King movie. He does that a lot. Uh, and it's great. Obviously, stuff like it doesn't do that. It it you know it jumps it because it's Carrie whole... has like three main yeah. places. Yeah, but like The Shining is the hotel. You know what I mean? Like it's like boom. Like, I don't know. Oh, fair enough. But um, so we introduced all these characters, 
And then you see some Marines come in and they're just like, well, they're not Marines. They're army guys. They're military police. Are they MPs too? I thought only the one guy was an MP and they were just Oh, okay. Well, I guess, so what we're skipping is on their way into the store, they see a bunch of tanks. Yeah. And they see a bunch of, oh yeah, you totally skipped this. So they see tanks and they see military police cars as well as military vehicles. Yeah. And he kind of casually says to his neighbor, oh man, like, you know anything that's going on up at that, you know, spooky, definitely not relevant, hidden military base in the top of that mountain over there? Yeah, which is like their local military base. And it's like... Because everyone has a local military base that's hidden in a mountain. Well, any, any Stephen King and or anything trying to emulate Stephen King, Stranger right. Things. Uh, but but, but he kind of doesn't military. really have an answer. And he says, mm, no. they're working on like satellites. Yeah, or something. And what did you call it? I don't know. You said when something's mentioned... Chekhov's gun. Yes. They Chekhov's gun the, uh, well, yeah, they Chekhov's gun the military. Because they mention it, there's kind of not an answer, and then they drop it. For whatever reason, it's not important that there's 35 tanks rolling through their town. And the kid's like, neat. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so in the store, you're right. There's just military. They're not Navy. Yeah, because then the MP shows up. They might be Navy, but they're kids, too. They're kids. They're local you can tell they're like 18, 19. I was going to say, when you say kids, it's not like a 14-year-old no. like, hello. I'm no, but, but it comes back to it. They're like. They're young. They're young and they're local. And I would they're, almost put them at 21. I would say a little bit older than high school. They're talking about shipping out. So they're yeah. on their way somewhere. Yeah, they're about. I think they're probably in boot camp or something and they're about to get. Right. So we don't know where this movie takes place because this is all very weird. But but so so then. A military police comes in. Military police comes in. He's like. Bah, 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 and they're like. Bah. And then, like, <laughs> then he like runs away. He basically is being urgent. He wants them to get out and get back to the car. Yeah. They're they're not shipping out or something. They have something they have to stick around to do. Yeah, and then and, and Thomas Jane's like, What was that? And then the Andre Brower's like, I don't know. I'm sure this will be relevant. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. And then like the fog kind of starts to roll. I'm sorry. The mist starts the to roll. The mist, yeah. Starts to roll it's in. like really heavy you know, it's obviously like the kid being like, Whoa, dad. What's that? <laughs> yeah. And then an old man is running through the town. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah. This, like, random old what man with, to that guy? with bl- a bloody nose. Who knows? Because based on the rest of the movie, how was he running through the mist? Well. Well, no. I mean, obviously people do that, but, like. Okay, here we go. Here's the main spoiler. Oh, I guess maybe, Here's it, like, hadn't. Nothing had really happened yet. It was just setting in. But, like, what the heck made his nose bleed? He ran into a pole. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. The, thick, the, the, the mist was pretty thick. The best part is. He just is, ran into a vehicle. <laughs> he ran into a vehicle and was scared by a dog. <laughs> so he comes running into the store. Yeah. But, like, what and he happened says, to him? Close the doors. Lock is the doors. The old, is he the old guy at the end? Honestly, yes. I think that I think that he sticks around. Through. He's, he's nobody, guy? though. He's just the one he's that sets the, the plot. The and no. Okay. Oh, is that no. him? No, it's a different old guy. It's hard to say, but no, I, I don't believe that that's him because the the guy ultimately the la- like the, the the important characters he doesn't end up being one of. Okay, them. he's not an important guy. So so he comes running in and he's kind of the he sets up the plot of lock the doors. You don't want to know what's in the mist. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was scared by a dog in a, Meanwhile, in a spider he's costume. bleeding from his face, and people yeah. are like, what are you talking about? And the kid's freaking out. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, what, seven or yeah, eight? Yeah, he's a child. And so, um, I mean, we can we can breeze through some of this, too, because we're coming up at 50 minutes. But... Oh, because we ranted about random stuff forever. Yeah. But so, uh, so everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? Bad, scary mist. Bad, scary mist. And then they're just kind of like, 
that one lady who's like, I need to My leave. My two children are home alone. Like, And they're uh, what? She said like six and nine. The oldest is eight. Oh, God. Yeah. Very young. And she's like, well, forget you guys. I'm leaving. And the guy's trying to warn her, don't go out there. And she's like, I don't really care what you say. My kids are home alone like super mom. And so they let her leave. Yeah. And she just walks out. And she goes. And then and, and, you think, okay, And bye. you don't see her again. And... It, it, nothing really happens and you just kind of feel eerie and and tension is definitely building there's definitely camps that are starting to pop people up people are fighting the, people yeah. are siding with each other so, something happens with the power the, there's a generator in the back and they need and to they go are turn trying it on. to turn it on but it's like but it's smoking a bunch yeah and so they kind of go try and try and investigate it do the exhaust or something and, and they then, yeah they, they determine that the exhaust on the outside of the building is blocked by something so the little teenage kid's like i'll go do it and i'll go outside i'll fix it thomas jane's like no don't do that they still don't think that anything's actually in the mist they just don't they're not going outside like they believe that they should keep the door closed but they still don't think that anything's really going to happen those not racist guys you were talking about yeah who are yeah also it is very funny like i said that as a joke but really stephen king movies just tend to have these guys that are very like like hillbilly trump's america like very like oh boy right and they're not but and they're like they're very opposed to an african-american person but they're never like you know why i don't like you it's okay okay like, we can't keep going through this but again so, 45 minutes <laughs> three hours whatever but so the one kid is like i'll do it i'll, I'll go res- outside i'll go clear the vent that's what he's gonna go do mm-hmm. and so he's like open the door enough for me to get out and oh oh but before that our our mr artist man he's in there and they try and open boom, the door boom, something boom, yeah boom, something's boom. banging on the door so they're like don't don't go out there and that's it's what just they him. don't it's just him they don't but it's him and the the checker guy the toby you know, jones yes he they're both like freaked out and those guys don't believe them they think that they're just being a baby yeah so then then they open up they the open gate the door and enough for like you know somebody to crawl through with room I would it's say probably like room. a foot yeah and then tentacles tentacles which is one of the scenes that has stuck with me through this yeah the years of this movie and they grab the kid and they're just like bah, 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 yeah they bah. grab the kid that's trying to go out there with just wraps around him like normal tentacles mm-hmm. and then he's trying to get through and then all of a sudden teeth or something it like, has like so like almost like claws like, um, on the sides of, yeah pop out of the tentacles and grab him and like rip open his chest and, and like skin and stuff and, and one of the best parts in this scene is toby jones is like we need to help him. We need to help him. Yeah, he's him. trying to help him even though this guy was just being a total jerk. And the two not racists are frozen. Are frozen. And they're actually sitting on top of a pile of dog food, which is kind of funny because a tentacle like Eats sniffs a whole bag. out the dog food. Yeah, it grabs the dog food and its little teeth, you know, make it explode everywhere, which is a cool effect. Yeah. Uh, very dated CGI on this whole tentacle oh, yeah. thing. But I thought that the bag exploding was kind of cool because yeah. you see it fly everywhere. And this, it's funny. The rest of the CGI in this movie isn't terrible. You don't see much. Right, but there's like other monsters and like big yeah. scary things. The tentacle so, I think was hard. Yeah. because it, it moves was, a lot. It's interacting with people yeah, directly. I, and like I'm sure that if they remade them. it, it'd be better. You know, yeah. It was good. It, wasn't, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine for what it was. Okay, so ultimately... Bye bye, nerd. Well, he sees the axe. Yeah. And, you know, you see it in the background. And you're like, the axe, the axe. That's the audience. Yeah. And so 
Storman grabs the axe. Toby Jones goes for it and just wham. And tries to chop it up. Or yeah. gives it to Artist Man. I'm not sure. Thomas Jane. Yeah. But he, I'm sorry, I don't know these people's names. No, Store Man, Artist Man, <laughs> yeah, not racist. Get it. Like, this no, works. Definitely racist. You're oh, yeah. getting it mixed up. <laughs> They're definitely racist. <laughs> um, so he ends up not saving the kid. The kid gets dragged outside. Yeah. But he chops off one of the last tentacles. And then other people don't believe him. Yeah, so they run out, and even these guys now who are all not believing him are, are like, like, come see it, come see it. Which, which I think is a really weird but good foreshadowing with the racist guy. Yeah. For for how willing he is to just go with the flow. Yeah, he, he does. He just kind of, he's a sheep. He's such a sheep, and it's a really cool and interesting foreshadowing moment because you think that he's on our side. And you go, no, he's just a sheep. He's just Yeah, gonna he'll do just do whatever everyone's doing. Which is so interesting. Okay, so they walk in. And then they see it. They see, well, no, a couple people walk in and they see, like, he gets, like, the actual store manager, like, the person yeah, yeah. highest in charge or owner or whatever. Mm-hmm. A couple people walk in to go see the tentacle and they're like, yeah, okay, look, it's here. And they poke it and it dissolves into nothing and then it turns into mist. Yeah. And it disappears. And so like now sludge. there's no proof. There's a little bit of slime. And now nobody believes them that except that for there. the people that yeah. saw it. It's, oh, it's Meanwhile, so you have ultra religious mom. She's not even a mom. I don't know what she is, but a she's loony. ranting about end times, and this is the the apocalypse. Apocalypse, and you know all of the. You're all gonna be at judgment and blah yeah, blah, like, blah. Yeah, like but like all of the signs, like she says that God's talking to her. Yeah, and then oh, he's gonna rain man. hell. You know what? She starts off not like. She doesn't start off normal, but she starts off saying like, like okay, normal, crazy religious bit. person. And then she just hits the goddess. God, God is to directly me. talking to my brain. I am his vessel. And she, yeah, and I am like, my <laughs> vessel. He is telling me that, you know, this is happening and that is happening and they are lying to you and they are trying to deceive you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, boy. like there's stuff going on outside though. And like these monsters are going to come for you. It's really creepy. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, because, okay, so the mist opens up and out of out of character quote-unquote like you it's not revealed in the movie which i love this i love that it's never really revealed in the movie what actually just happened but it's a portal that like to another dimension and all these scary monsters from that you dimension. find out yeah, yeah. later yeah yeah, yeah yeah well so no you find out i mean you find out in the store because oh, it do? turns out that those military guys knew about the project they know about the project and they ended up Arrowhead. telling him i think and saying you know that we are just trying to do something time travel or <laughs> we just trying to time travel they, they were right they were like trying to do something weird that yeah. was like unrelated to aliens they ended up opening a portal to another dimension mm-hmm. and they couldn't close it and through the portal came these monsters i guess and yeah. the mist and the mist and all of those military people ended up killing themselves except for one Right. He died, but right. He ends up dying, but but they ended up killing themselves, which is why he told them everything. This is what happened. This is why they killed themselves. We we you know it's not our fault. And there's all sorts of very stereotypical scary monsters. There's spider monsters. There's tentacle monsters. There's big scary like mosquito things. Mosquitoes. There's the like, spiders are really creepy. There's like bird like pterodactyl things. There's like a big. But long story short, dinosaur. I mean every monster basically, you know, it looks really scary. But they all have something ultra terrifying. Yes. Like the mosquito, if it bites you, oh, you're... Uh, you die. Like you swell up and die Yeah. In, very quickly. 
the, the spider lays eggs in your back. Has yeah, they lay eggs like in your body while you're still alive, and but they like paralyze you, cocoon you to walls. But also their webs are essentially like acid. Yeah, and that's they just really completely cool. tear apart your skin as they touch you. I like that. Um, then there's so, the tentacles, and then there's yeah. like weird raptor or like pterodactyl things. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I love that we never see what the tentacles are attached to. No. Yeah. No, we never do. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a whole lot of like one person goes out to try and stop, you know, to try and figure try something, and do something and they don't go back. See what's happening. But then Thomas Jane and his friends go out and they do come back. They got, went to the pharmacy. Oh yeah. They, they go to the pharmacy full of the spider things and yeah. everyone in the pharmacy cocooned to walls. And I'm, I'm like, oh, it's, oh. And then Andre Brower, the guy from, uh, Brooklyn and nine, he's like, no, we're going out there and we're getting help. And him the- and his crew leave. And it's never revealed what happened to them. Um, it might be in the end. They're not in that. They're not there. They're not. No, they're not with. I wonder if else. we rewatched it, because a lot of cars go by, yeah. and I wonder if they would. just But I almost be there. would hope that it would focus on. You know what I mean? Because he's 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 kind of an important character. My thing is, that if he's there, I feel like it should focus on that he's there, yeah. that he's important. So at the same time, he and his group leave, and they say we can't stay here in this pharmacy, or I mean, sorry, in, in this grocery, grocery store. store, while Artist Man and his little group go next door to the pharmacy because they need supplies they have people who are injured people who yeah, are need sick medicine, yeah. they need medicine they need anything that they can get their hands on and the old lady goes with them and she ends up using like bug was it bug spray and a of, flame and just torching a bunch of spiders and it was really it was, cool it ruled and she like, ends up what? from that moment forward she's a main character yeah I'm like, she showed up with them, and I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So she's going to die. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the throwaway character that went with them. Yeah, she's the red shirt. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then. She didn't. No, she like. She was incredible. Because <laughs> she like didn't have a weapon. We're like, yeah. what is she going to do? Yeah, and she old. finds something. Yeah, it was really cool. It was funny that it was bug spray, too. But then they let her back in. Like, they let them all back in. Yeah. Because, you know, again, ultra-religious people basically are starting to take over this store. It started with just the crazy religious lady, and now she's starting to convert everybody. started with one and, other lady. And they get and mad they, at each other. Yeah. And they're, like, basically, like, exiling people outside. Yeah. Basically, it, sacrifice. it's like a sacrifice it's to kid. God. It's the army kid. Was it? Yeah, they're, they're sacrificing them. Mm-hmm. Because she says that God needs sacrifices. It's for for this and for that. Yeah. For everyone's sins. You know, this is why this is happening. And it's it's really wild. It's terrifying. But then, let's see. They come back. Oh, and then all those scary moths come because they turn all the lamps on. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, like, a moth would be attracted to a lamp. Yes. But if the moths were the size of your bed i don't know not really uh like half your body i would say They're yeah big. they They're... were probably like well they weren't moths they so, were so i mosquitoes. guess it was the pterodactyls that were big but i mean it's like a moth attracted to a flame they were yeah. these massive but they kind of looked like moths but then they had big stingy mouths like a mosquito the religious lady is played by somebody important too yeah, marcia gay harden she she's killer in that role oh she's incredible really hate her yeah because you're supposed to <laughs> yeah so, okay, so but the moths, creepy, mm. terrifying, flying mm. all over. And then they start breaking the window, which is the only thing protecting the supermarket from the mist. The mist. And isn't they, it isn't it one of the pterodactyl things goes through the window? Right, so the pterodactyl thing comes. There's only one at first. Yeah. And it's 
hitting the windows to try and eat the moths, moth mosquitoes. Whatever. Massive things. And the pterodactyls are even bigger. They're yeah. not like full-blown pterodactyls. I don't know really. It's the best way to describe them. The they, bugs are what about. What did we say they looked like? Toucan. Sam. They look like. They look like two. Murderous toucan Sam. They look like toucans, um, but black. Mm-hmm. Um, and with like almost like pterodactyl wings. Yeah, yeah. And so at first they think. I don't know if they said it or if we just said it. They seem to just be attracted to the mosquitoes. Yes. They're eating them. They they just they don't even realize there's people in there. They only care about the the bugs. Yeah. And we're like, cool, those are fun. And then they start eating people. Yeah. And then they break <laughs> through the window and realize, and somebody like hits one with a stick. A bunch of people. They, yeah, yeah. They start attacking those, and then they start attacking back, and more show up. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty sketch. Uh, and then they hole up the window, and they, you know they kill the pterodactyls or whatever. They kill they, everything inside. A couple people yeah. die. Yeah. One guy gets caught on fire. One guy gets caught on fire by uh, probably the flamethrower woman again. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy old lady. Um, like, actually, um, no. I think that they were trying to spray gas. and then He, he like, fell on his torch. He fell on his torch after like also falling. It was really ridiculous. It was kind of his fault. Yeah. Um, he's a fireball running through the store, which was a lot. <laughs> he actually survived that. Yeah. I and know. he died later. Yeah. He but just no, died off screen. Some people got bit by those mosquito things. I don't think that he died off screen, by the way. I think that he died, but I don't think it was because of the fire. I think that the religious people killed him. Really? Yeah. I mean, they sacrificed him because cause later when uh, when Thomas Jane and his family... But, I mean, his, you don't easily survive that fire. Yeah. Right? So he's an easy sacrifice. Maybe, but I feel like they would have made that Because she's got the knife, point. though. Because Marsha Gay Harden's holding that knife later. So, I don't know. It was, this whole movie's really messed up. And this scene was particularly chaotic because this was like their sanctuary. Oh, I thought they were all going to die. And now it's full of chaotic monsters who can kill you just by landing on you, basically. Yeah. And then one of those moths lands on the religious freak... And he doesn't bite her. Yeah. Which just totally reiterates to everyone that she really is some special. sort of sacred, special person. And it had nothing. It was and just. I so badly wanted it to bite her. Oh, I was like, finally. Like, it, it landed it's on over. her. And I was like. And she, like, started talking. I'm like, it's going to sting in her mouth. Yeah. Like, it's going to shut into her throat. But she was basically, like, speaking to it almost like it was God. And yeah. it was really creepy. Yeah. It was creepy. And it didn't And it sting flew her. away. And I was so mad. It flew away. I was away. so mad. And so she just gets up, 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 crazy, crazy, crazy. Everyone goes to sleep. And by the time that Artist Man and his kid and the people he's kind of Toby Jones got and behind a couple other him, people. by the time they wake up, all hell has broken loose. And that woman has control of almost everyone. There is a really cool character who's like a trucker that he has little to no lines until the end. And he's very irrelevant till the end. And he looks at the religious lady and he goes, yeah, I believe in God too, but your God is insane. Like whatever God you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, like if this is what you're saying your God does. This is not a good, this is not. Yeah, this is not a good he, person. And it's like, it was weird because I was just like, oh, Stephen King is showing that like not all religious, like he does not believe that all religious people are terrible. Like it's not right. this, he this wasn't, woman. This wasn't some reflection of his opinion of God. Or religion in general. Yeah. It's just like this woman is, is warping is religion. A, and there's, there's this guy who is cool. And helpful yeah. and doesn't really like, do this is much. a radical example and a couple people got behind that guy yeah um and so then so they're gonna go out and then they a lot more happened just watch the movie yeah and then toby jones they kind of get in a fight yeah where toby like jones shoots the religious yeah lady. like they're oh, gonna nice. like they're gonna like get in some sort of fight with each other because they don't have weapons really they, want, they have like sticks from brooms that they've sharpened 
you know, when they have their flames and they have knives like, she from wants the store. She to sacrifice the boy. Yeah, it's basically anything from the store that they have that's weapons. Yeah. And so they get into this whole standoff because she wants to sacrifice the kid, artist man's kid. Mm-hmm. Because now she's saying, well, none of our sacrifices have been good enough. He wants somebody young. Yes. And, you know, everything was tense, but fairly calm up to that point. Then it's like... And all hell breaks loose. And she has all these big men, basically, on her side who can easily outpower any of these other people. Mm. But what nobody realizes is that the man who works at the store... What do you say? Toby Jones. Toby Jones has a gun. He's had a gun the whole time. And so it's kind of this big... I don't know if it's really a metaphor, but I just thought it was interesting that... He takes her down. He completely takes her down. And then everybody just hands and, off. Um, well, so, because they had this gun earlier, right? But mm-hmm. They've used it minimally. Well, she had two rounds. So she had one. In the chest and one in the head. No, 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 no. You're missing what I'm saying. When the gun was presented for the first time, mm-hmm. it was presented without, like, unloaded with two refills. Yeah. So they used the first one, I think, in the pharmacy. Yeah. Um. I think they use all six shots. Yeah. Uh, The bug, too. Or the pterodactyl he shoots. Remember? Because it's about to get the boy, and then he shoots it. The pterodactyl. Okay. Well, so anyways, there's six shots, right? This is important. Mm -hmm. There's six shots. He used them all. Mm -hmm. Then he reloads, and he decides that he's going to shoot the crazy religious lady because she's the one that's driving this whole sacrifice the kid. Yeah. And he shoots her right in the chest. Yeah. And she goes down. And she's down. Like, she is done. But just for good measure, he decides to use a second bullet. Yeah, it shoots her in the head. Which leaves the gun with only four rounds. You're right. I forgot about that. That's important. That is a very important part of this story. Because if he had just shot her once, this movie would have ended very differently. Foreshadowing. Man, I don't know if I would have. It would have had the same effect, though. The same effect, 100%. No, it would not have. I think I think as a viewer, no, it would not have. Well, okay, so we'll let, let's get to that because I do I do. It would have been upsetting, but it would have been the upsetting ending. It would have been an actual ending, and it would have been upsetting. It would have been more ups- It would but have been it actually less would have been a wrapped up ending. Yes, they have no idea what we're talking about. It's okay. Um, so. Anyways, he shoots her twice. Everyone cheers and is happy, and all the people who are following her are basically in shock. Yeah, and they don't say anything. They let these people leave. So it's the crazy flamethrower lady, mm-hmm. the awesome frame flamethrower grandma. Yeah. The, and then another it's old man. An old man who we haven't talked about, but he's been he's just a there. very voice of reason. Toby Jones. No, it's not. Oh, yes. Toby Jones, some other guy. And the... the, the then the, the little boy. The big guy. Well, okay. So it's the little boy and his dad, mm-hmm. artist man. But then also this woman who's kind of been with him the whole time. She's the one who originally had the gun. Yeah. She just lives in the town. She's, she's like just, a teacher. She's a teacher, I think. Yeah. And she, so she's very comforting for this boy the whole time she's been kind of helping mm. him. Well, there's that other lady too that killed herself. Yeah. Again, we're skipping a lot, but yeah. overall it's a very good movie. But anyways, they all run outside. Mm-hmm. Um, seven of them. Yeah. And the idea is that they're going to run to his car. And he explains where his car is. And he explains whoever gets there first. Open it up. Open both doors so everyone can jump in. Mm -hmm. Open both doors on one side, front and back. And 
they run outside. And what happens? Only five of them make it to the car. Only five of them make it to the car, but what happens to the other two? Eaten. It might have been actually eight people. It's eight people. Yeah, because two people get lost. Toby Jones almost makes it to the car. No, he does make it to the car. He's the one that opens both doors. Oh, and they get eaten. But the other two people got lost. Yeah. Because the fog is so thick that they're running into cars. You can't see a car right in front of you. Yeah. Until it's six inches away from you and they then one guy gets eaten by spiders i think they both do but yeah. but they're kind of staying together um and the other girls are trying to find them they keep blowing the horn but Not they're the they're lost yeah um toby jones gets to the car first opens he both opens doors. both doors like he's supposed to and he still has a gun mm. they all get there and they stop and they're just looking at him. And he's like, yay. And above him. Big old, big old The beast. tentacle thing. Assumed? It's something with, ten- it has tentacles because that's what grabs him. But see, anyways, this thing uh, grabs him. But I don't know if we see its body. Like I, you're saying, yeah. we don't really know it's attached to tentacles. But we kind of see something. Because we see its head go. Nom, 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 nom. Right. And it grabs him. And he drops the gun, which mm-hmm. is, Because he, he explodes into blood. Incredible. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. All over the car, blood. Yeah. It's really gross. Um, but he drops a gun onto the hood of the car and everyone jumps in the car and slams the door shut. Mm-hmm. And then they realize the gun is on the car and they need the gun. Thomas Jane's like, I'm going to do it. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm going to do it. So he does it. And the little spider's like, I'm going to get you. And <laughs> yeah, the spider jumps in the car. I really hate those spiders. They're yeah. really creepy looking. They're very well done. They're very and good. He gets the gun and the spider dies. No, the spider jumps on the car oh. and it smashes into the window. It's very aggressive. Yeah. Because the spiders weren't that aggressive ever, but I guess they weren't really around the people. They probably Everyone were else, aggressive yeah. in the pharmacy That's whenever that dead. happened. Yeah. But we didn't see that. So then they all drive away. They drive away to nothing. To nothing. They don't they're, know where they're going. They're going to go to his house. Just to see, I guess. His house is covered in spider webs. His wife is... Dead. Well, she's cocooned. Yeah, on the up wall. to the wall. The CGI on that's not great. Yeah, not. But she's dead. We um, didn't talk about the dummy of the little boy either when he's being thrown around during <laughs> when they're trying to sacrifice him. I was like, I was like, that's not a real boy, and you were like, don't ruin this movie. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's clearly a fake little. Don't boy. planes this. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly a fake. It was little clearly boy. a little was mannequin like, that they were throwing around when they were doing the whole chaotic. I'm gonna yeah. kill you. I'm gonna shoot you in the head scene. Um, but. Do yeah, the, kind of the same lines. There's like the woman strung up in the doorway of the house. Yeah, it looks he, bad, but whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, so he's upset, but they decide to leave. The son is asleep, so he doesn't actually see this. Yeah, so they're driving. The idea is that they're going to drive until they run out of gas, and hopefully, mm-hmm. they outdrive the mist. Yes. They do don't. they? <laughs> yes, no, no, they they don't. They run out of gas. They putter to a stop mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then what happens right in front of them? What happens right in front of them? They see another they monster? Hear, a big, they big boy. They hear like... Big, big, like, big, big, big boy. Like long neck, you know, classic Jurassic Park. Yeah, the, the biggest, water the would biggest be, thing they've ever the seen. The water would be jumping in the cup. But it seems like doesn't, it doesn't low even, key. It doesn't even care. It reminds me more like a long neck or something. It's very... Yeah, it doesn't care about them. It's huge though. It's big boy. So then, so they're like, ooh... So it, it leaves them alone. And then they kind of make this decision without saying anything. Yeah, they don't really say anything. They just like, kind of have this gun. And yeah, they're and he like, looks at it and he looks at all them and they kind of all nod. And they're like. Because what are their options, right? Like they're they're in the middle of the, the mist and they're, I almost called it the mog. 
They're in the yeah. middle of the mist. In a car. They mm-hmm. have nothing. Yeah. They might have some groceries, but the idea was for them to bring groceries, and I don't think they really got any of them. No. And so they kind of they have nothing to do, and and no hope at all. And then they they show this thing that they don't need to show, okay? Because well, here, and here's what I mean: is he kind of like nods and he holds the gun up and he starts to aim it at the boy because well, kn- no, doesn't he have the bullets in his hand? I don't remember. It, he he does because he has the bullets in his hand mm-hmm. and he counts them. And how many bullets are there? Four. I don't think he counts before. Doesn't he try and he pull looked, it on himself? All he does is he looks at them in his hand. Yeah. And the woman next to him sees what he's doing. And there's four bullets. And how many people are in the car? Five. There are five people in the car. So he says to her, I'll figure it out. <sighs> I'll figure something out. And the little boy's sleeping. Which I would have been like, uh, no, I'll figure something out. <laughs> Come on, I figure something out. Well, because nobody wants... To- because they've now witnessed like two or three days has passed. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, they've yeah. witnessed every single person that has gone out into the fog. That they think. Brutally murdered in that they, front that of they them. That they believe, yeah. Like, they've seen it. Not every single person. No, but they've seen like those people get eaten by the spiders. The people in the pharmacy. Yeah. The guy attached to the rope that we don't want to talk about. But yeah. basically, they've seen really, really, really brutal death yeah. Yeah. for if like we, three days. If we saw nothing but brutal death for three days and we had a gun with two bullets and you said, I'll figure it out, I'd be like, uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Obviously, they don't want to walk out into the mist, which is their only option. Yeah. So essentially, they all decide that this is the thing to do. They are going to die. Yes. He is going to shoot them. Like, they don't shoot themselves. He shoots he them all. He shoots them all. And the first one that he shoots is his son. But, but they do this stupid thing that they don't, don't have to show, okay? Which is him waking up. Him waking <laughs> up. I mean, <laughs> and then... And Dad? Then, and then... And then you hear a bullet. Yeah, boom. And then you hear boom. And, and you it, see it the shows, flash it of the car from a distance. Boom, see, nothing... Boom. Nothing... Nothing at all, like, graphic. You don't see it. No. And none of this, this isn't murder. Aside from the it's kid, whole, yeah. everyone's totally consenting to yeah, what's the happening. Kid, the and the kid, kid is not going to consent to this. But like, can you imagine if they had, yeah, can you imagine if they had just all died and left the kid there by himself? I mean. he woken up like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck happened? Uh, I dad. like that four bullet holes didn't, or four, four bullets didn't wake him up. He just wakes up naturally afterwards. <laughs> like, huh? Okay, so we're laughing, but it's really upsetting. It's so he, upsetting. He kills his son first. Mm-hmm. Oh, because an important part that happens in the movie is. His, he's not going to he, let the monsters he, get him. He says to his dad. He says to his dad, like, promise me you won't let the monsters get me. So I tell Ruben it's sad because he's keeping his promise. He's not letting the monsters get him. He he kills him. Yeah. Because it's a better fate than being, what, stung by one of these monsters, ripped apart by one of these spiders, or, like, eaten by the tentacle. You know, like, I get it. Yeah, no, it's fair. And then he shoots the woman, and then he shoots the two old people in the back seat. Yeah. And then he sits in the front of the car. Crying. Screaming. Yeah trying like you said trying to kill himself just pulling the trigger on the gun over and over banging his head all over the car then he opens up and he's just like come on come on screaming into the mist yeah and then uh, and then you hear well no you hear crazy (laughs) things no like you hear like that like what's that like generic alien vibration like the it's in yes it's in every movie you hear that and he's like come and get me and he's like he's like ah. he's he's losing his mind i mean yeah. he literally just killed 
his only family he had left and these people who have saved him and, you know, yeah. kept him alive for days. And you're like, and it sounds like an alien's coming. And then, and you're like, wow, this is really how he's going to die. And then you just see through the mist, a tank with soldiers on it. And, and flamethrowers. And, flame and then you see another thing. And then the mist is starting to clear up and all these soldiers are coming. And they're all just kind of going past him. And then you see this truck's full of civilians. And there's the lady who the left, lady to, go who left to go save her kids. With her kids. With her kids. And she's just like glaring at him like, hmm. She's not glaring. No one even really <laughs> understands at this point what he had just done. Yeah, nobody But knows. she's looking at him like, I left and I made it. Like yeah. she's not looking at him in a mean way. She's just looking no. at him like, I'm glad that you're still alive and I am too. I did it. But nobody knows that he yeah. just we killed. Don't, we don't see Andre Brower. I mean, we might, but I really don't think we do. We should rewatch it and find out. But yeah. basically, you just watch the look on this man's he face. It. Yeah, he, he's done. Who just killed four people. For no reason. Literal minutes. Before it Before was. the military came through. Yeah, he could have been fine. But they he all had no way alive. to know. Yeah, he had no way. They thought that there was an alien coming. Yeah, and they thought that they were done. Um... And to be it, fair, he really had a good reason to think that, but that is one of the most upsetting endings to a movie that's ever been made. It's super upsetting. This is why I say it's the worst movie in the world. It's very good, but it's super upsetting. It's the worst movie ever made, and it's amazing and brilliant, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible ending, in a good way. In a good way, I mean. It's terrible because you're so distraught at what just happened, because it's a good story, because you're invested. I've gone on so many rants. Um, my coworker at mm. you know, my last job. Yeah, yeah. I've talked with him extensively about the ending to this movie. Um, and I've had people like friends, you know, who know that I'm just so upset about the end of this movie. And I mm. rant about it and I will just go on forever about this movie and how upsetting it's it is. Good. And so to the point where people will tell me straight up, um, oh, this movie, uh, you won't like this movie. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. Well, Not, you know, to various different movies because they know. You know, it's funny. If it has an upsetting twist of an ending that Whitney's going to hate it, which isn't true because yeah. I love this movie. But I almost think that this movie would not work on the show. My mom would hate this movie because of the ending. Yeah. No, a little I think boy overall does. this, little, this yeah. but also this movie is a little bit graphic. Yeah. I went into it telling you, oh, it's not that graphic. It's Clearly, I, didn't, I did not remember how graphic it was. It's, it's again, it's not terrible. No, it's just like some, some blood. Bit, and a guy getting cut in half a couple times. Maybe you don't see him get cut in half. You just see the remains. <laughs> you just see his lower half. But um, you don't actually see a ton of gore. No, it's just like... It's really it. not that bad of a movie. Yeah. Um, like no my act- friend who's very... Uh, doesn't like to see blood, she could watch this movie. She there's, has watched it with me. There's not a whole lot of my insides are on the outside. No. There's blood, but there's, there's blood, no... But blood is whatever. And like, oh, my skin. But there's and it's no, not like, like blood like us or something you know it's not like pouring it's not like a like a gory gruesome yeah it's not like the shining again i don't know <laughs> it's not like gerald's game <laughs> um okay i mean i i don't know do, do we have anything else i don't know now I, I feel like my i feel like my whole relationship with this movie has been wrapped <laughs> that's good i think i think that's what i just had in, the opportunity to talk about it for an hour and a half 40 minutes well we talk about a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> but I, but i think that's why like the the patreon stuff and the bonus stuff is going to be fun because it's it's a lot of it too is like other people saying why they like certain movies and, and what makes them special to them and like you're saying you could watch this a million times and million it's still times. it's still good because the ending is so powerful and, and i think that that's so unexpected yeah and even stephen king has said that the ending is better than the book's ending you know a good part about this episode uh is 
it's a really good movie that you have never seen. And so I got to show it to you. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure that Taylor has movies like that, maybe. Taylor probably does. I mean, everybody does, right? Because there's a bunch of movies that, even though I have a movie podcast, and sure I've watched just for the show alone, I've watched over... I always quiz Ruben. Well, have you seen this movie? Well, have you seen that movie? I Just for the show alone, I've watched close to 200 movies. That's a lot of movies. Netflix and, loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, right. Please. They're down the road. We could just go knock on their door. Hey, give me some movies. <laughs> In the knock, <laughs> knock. They're like, here's some DVDs. You're like, the no. Way, you're the VPN guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sweden? <laughs> no. Yeah, I just walk in like, hello, Ruben. Ruben. <laughs> oh, how do you guys know me? We banned your account. <laughs> ah, that's fair. I'm going to Disney Plus. Um, how long before Disney owns Netflix? They won't. Are you sure? They won't. I don't know. Monopoly. That's probably what people said about Fox. No, it's a monopoly. They can't, they can't own all of it. Listen, they, everything comes at a price. Right, but they legally can't own it. Mm. No, because you can't have a monopoly. It's like... I mean, granted, you Who you know, can't have a monopoly. Anybody it, with like an industry, like I can't own. Disney all, owns everything. But what I mean is, like, Disney owns everything. But like, I can't own every potato chip, like, like brand, because there has to be competition. There has to like Netflix is not the end all be all. But Netflix is a major competition. So, so they have That's to have why some. Comp- eventually, it's not like, the price is right. They could buy them out. Right, but it's not like Disney Plus can be like, oh, our competition is uh, 2B TV <laughs> and Crackle. Oh, but there's HBO. I guess yeah. they already own Hulu. They, yeah, that's what I'm saying is they own Hulu. They own ESPN. Okay, okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, and people saying Netflix is going to go under now because of Disney Plus. It that's won't. not true. It won't. That's not true. Well. Disney Plus doesn't have Stephen King originals. Hulu does. <laughs> Do they? Hulu does. Oh, yeah, you already talked about that. How Hulu interesting. Does. But Netflix has the movies. So has like Gerald's Game. I'm gonna keep mentioning it. That's the next one I'm gonna make you watch. Uh, I don't watch it. Yeah, I don't know if going. I wanna rewatch Gerald's Game, but I but, but I will. But that is funny that Hulu ha- does have not just one original Stephen King thing, but at least two because one is a a show made for Hulu, like has nothing to do with Stephen King. But HBO's going to have one, too. Are all the major streaming platforms going to have some sort of G- Stephen King? Do you know what I realized we didn't even talk about? What? Is that there was a show, and I don't know what network had it. Fox. But it was one... Was it Fox? I don't it was. Know. It sounds like a Fox show. There was one season of a show, quote, The Mist. And it was different. It wasn't really that different. All the characters weren't the same. They were, like, based there, on those? There were, there were clearly... The representation was there, but it was like nine episodes or ten episodes of this this same story that we just told you. However, it took place mostly in a church, and there mm. was a heavy religious undertone to the show. Um, almost like Bird Box, right? Like you yeah. saw Bird Box. Yeah, it was almost like the creature in the mist was Spike. it was, was on Spike TV. <laughs> okay, Spike TV. I watched it on Netflix, I believe. Um, in just a, a few days, I like binged the whole thing, and basically, it was like Bird Box, where the creature in the mist was not an alien from a portal. I mean, it may have been, who knows? Yeah. But it was your biggest sin. So, like, mine would be pancakes. <laughs> well, so if yours was gluttony, then you might. No, I think you misunderstood. <laughs> but but you might you might like explode from the inside from pancakes like 
but like blow up like a balloon like Willy Wonka <laughs> yeah, and like- then and then explode but that's how people died it was basically like it was super super religious weird and it was super weird and it really wasn't a good show but I was honestly disappointed when it ended because it really didn't have an ending definitely was supposed to have another season and it didn't get continued Spike <laughs> has not been Spike since 2018 so this is probably Spike it's the uh, Paramount Network in 2000 it used to be tnn wait spike was tnn we need to wrap this up do you remember tnn yeah tnn became spike and now it's called the paramount network all right thank you so much for listening everybody this has been fun this is fun i like having you on this this was fun to talk about that movie and to talk about all sorts of random stuff all sorts of random stuff because it's still halloween halloween it's definitely not november 3rd I mean, this probably isn't going to go up till tomorrow. It doesn't change what day it is today. That's fair. All right. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.